Our, st- our message this morning is remember to forget. Um, do you mind bowing your heads for one more word of prayer? Father, may the words that are spoken and the verses that are read be from you, inspired by you into our lives. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. There was a lady who told about making chicken soup. Now, I've never made chicken soup this way, but some of you may have remembrance from this. She, she took the carcass, put it in the pot, and slow simmered it. Isn't that how you do it? And let the juice come out and all those things. And after doing it for several hours as she was making her chicken soup with all the vegetables, everything was getting that right level, it was time for her to go to the next stage. So she uh, took a colander and poured all the broth out down the drain and left the bones there. And then for about 10 minutes, she stared and said, what am I supposed to do next? And then she remembered the broth was the soup. You know, forgetting is not a good thing. Uh, there's another story of a man who had a leaking uh, sink. And so he put a bucket underneath the sink to catch all the water that was poured into his sink. And once the bucket got full, he picked it up and poured it into the sink. Uh, forgetting isn't always a good thing. Um, you know, have you ever tried to forget something uh, that you have done or experienced? Have you ever tried to forget maybe the way someone's spoken to you or the way you spoke to somebody else? Um, maybe it's a painful decision that you made or maybe it's just something that hurt and you just want to let it go. Forgetting isn't always that easy. Um, in fact, when you and I look at the Bible and we talk about forgetting, typically we think about the things we're supposed to remember. Am I right? Remember the law. Remember the covenant. Remember what Christ has done for you. And I can go on and on of things that we are supposed to remember, but I believe that today we must remember to forget. We must remember to forget. Please turn with me to the place of our scripture reading, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Remember to forget. This is one of my favorite passages. Brethren and sistren. I just added that. I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I want to focus on that first part though. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. What was behind Paul? Because another word for behind, I could say, would be past. Is that fair? So the part that's behind me, my past, what was part of Paul's past that he had to forget or forget those things that are behind? Help me out. He had to forget being Saul. He had to forget his persecution of Christians, right? What else were things that maybe Paul had to forget? Sorry? He had, that's right. He had to forget his sin. Yes? 
Um, what are some other things that he may need to forget? Specifically, remember one Christian specifically that he was connected with in his death, right? The death of Stephen. I, I'd want to forget about that if I was Paul. But what are, what are some of the other things that maybe happened to Paul that he had to forget? Being stoned? Being beaten? Yes? Being falsely accused? Being shipwrecked? I don't know if you can see it, but it's spelled here, hurts. Yes? He's going to have to forget some of his hurts. Yes? Yeah, let it go. Um, Genesis chapter 19, verse 26. Genesis 19, verse 26, tells a story of someone... Actually, it's the, just the verse is 26, but the story in Genesis 19 talks about a lady who didn't forget that which was behind. Uh, her husband and her had just been miraculously removed from a city called Sodom. And as they were being removed from Sodom and they were being taken to a place of refuge, Genesis 19:26 says this. But his wife, and I'll just say she, looked back behind him or them, and she became a pillar of salt. What was her name? Mrs. Lot. That's right. And when she turned around and, and remembered that which was behind, instead of forgetting what was behind, it wasn't good for her. Sometimes it's hard to forget things that you like. But we must remember to forget that which is behind. You know, there's a very insightful statement that was written in a book called Testimonies to the Church, Volume 2. Page 360. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's seven words long. Here it is. Forget self and think of something cheerful. Forget self and think of something cheerful. You know what the implication is, right? That you may not be that cheerful. So here it is. Self. Forget self and think of something cheerful. Um, they're all empty. They're all empty. There's a reason for it. Um, but it's my smallest container, too, just to let you know that self is really the smallest thing in our lives. But typically, we make it big, right? Forget self and think of something cheerful. Acts chapter 15 tells a story. Acts chapter 15. Actually, yes, Acts chapter 15. There is an argument between two good men. And the argument between these two good men was because one of them wasn't forgetting the things that were behind. Acts chapter 15, and starting with verse 37. Now Barnabas, Acts chapter 15, verse 37. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. See, Mar Barnabas and Paul were about to go on a missionary journey. And as they were going out on their missionary journey, it says here, Barnabas said, we need to take along with us John, whose nickname, or who's not nickname, but his surname was Mark. We need to take John Mark with us. 
And verse 38 says, but Paul insisted they should not take with them the one who had departed from them and Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. In other words, Paul said, I remember what he did in the past. Hey, hey, Mark flaked out on us last time. We're not bringing him with us this time. No way. He wasn't forgetting that which was past. And by the way, if you want to read the story of Mark leaving them, that's in Acts chapter 13, verse 13. He wasn't forgetting the shame of Mark. By the way, do you know when someone doesn't forget your shame, sometimes it's hard for you to forget your shame? Am I right? I found sometimes it's easy to remember the shame if everyone else keeps remembering my shame. Isn't that right? Because this is trash, I probably should not put this any higher than where it's at, right? I'll put it right down here. Shame. Something that wasn't forgotten. Do, do you remember the wrongs of your loved ones? Please say no, everyone. One, two, three. Oh, you can't say it, can you? Do you remember the, the, the wrongs of your loved ones? We do oftentimes. I know it's a classic illustration, but husbands and wives, you remember what you did? You said this. I remember. And yet here there's this need to what? Forget those things which are behind. But it's not just that. Sometimes we miss out on a blessing when we are remembering the past. Because forgetting the past brings a blessing. Remembering the past often does not. There are times we're told to remember. I'm not trying to discount that, but I'm looking specifically at some things here today. You know, um, in 2 Timothy, Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, I'd like you to bring Mark because Mark is good for me and the ministry. He figured it out, by the way. That's 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. 2 Timothy 4, 11. Mark is going to be good for me, and he's good for the ministry. It's like there is this need. By the way, Barnabas is your classic youth pastor. I love Barnabas. I may be a little like Paul sometimes, but I love Barnabas because I recognize in Barnabas something that needs to be. A willingness to say, you know what? You messed up. I'm going to forget about it. We're going to move forward. That's Barnabas. He's willing to forget. What a beautiful trait. You know, there is, uh, connected with this, there is a, a story that was told by a, na- a lady named Ellen White. She was describing her husband. Uh, this is kind of harsh. I hope you can handle it. I saw that my husband should not dwell upon the painful facts in our experience. Do you ever dwell on the painful facts of your experience? I'm not talking about stories that people made up. I'm talking about actual facts of pain in your past. Do you remember it? Do you dwell on it? Neither should he write his grievances, but keep as far from them as he can. Do you have grievances? Keep as far from those grievances as you can. By nature, you and I want to sometimes hold on to grievances. The Lord will heal the wounds of the past if he will turn his attention away from them. 
I am convinced that a lot of wounds in our past are not healed because we haven't turned our attention from them. We hold on to it. It's burying the hatchet with the handle still up. Isn't that right? That way I can get it if I need it. And so we keep just a little bit of it alive just in case we need it for a good conversation or argument. Bury the hatchet. Wouldn't it be awesome if in our homes, when something happens and an argument takes place, and you're arguing with someone, you never bring up the past? What would happen to our arguments? For some of you, you lose your ammunition. Isn't that right? It's okay to lose the ammunition. Deal with what's today and press forward to that which is before. There's more. I tell you what, this lady Ellen, she was rough on her husband James. But it was good, and I hope you don't mind the news for you too. He should cultivate a forgiving spirit and should not dwell upon the mistakes and errors of others. And then it says this, for in so doing he only weakens his own soul. And not only he weakens his own soul, but he tortures the mind of his brethren who have erred. Not only hurting you, it's hurting other people. If you're thinking about what they've done and you don't let it go. And then the final statement I'd like to say here is God will do the work of dealing with people, but my husband should not trust himself to do it. It awakens past scenes of suffering that the Lord would have him forget. You ready? We've got something else coming out, okay? James had been badly mistreated by other people. People agreed to do something and didn't do it, and he ended up putting in 80, 100-hour weeks. Some of you know what those kind of weeks look like. And other people just sat around and twiddled their thumbs. And he felt kind of bad because of that. I'm going to put this here, how others treat us. I know that's probably not a big issue for most of us, um, but it's something we want to remember to forget, yes? I'm going to try to get this to stay. Oh, I know. I'm supposed to forget it. Just let it drop. Oh, there is one other one. Um, I'm just going to add it here just because it probably wouldn't be a bad thing. You see what this one says? Jealousy. Um, you know, if you forgot the past, you probably wouldn't be that jealous. Does that make sense? If I literally forgot the past, I wouldn't be jealous because I wouldn't be comparing anything that they did to what I am because the past is gone. Just a thought. So this idea of forgetting, how does one forget? How does one forget? It's the next verse in our scripture reading. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3 verse 13 is where we were at. We're gonna, there's part of it there, but then we will continue on with our passage. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. That's the first thing, is I need to strive towards a goal. And when I'm doing that, it helps me forget what's behind. Now, in uh, Bayberry School, probably not necessarily our favorite PE activity, but we're learning to run. Uh, we're working on running a 5K. 
And when you're in a race, you can't look behind you. You have to always be focused on what's in front of you. In fact, I don't know how many races are lost, sprinting races, because people are looking backwards. You look backwards, you're already lost. You need to be looking at that which is in front of you. Um, if you have, uh, I've met people like this, and I'm not necessarily, but I've met people who have only one thing that they can talk about. Whenever you talk to them, it's the only thing they talk about. You start a conversation, uh, and you say, yay, uh, isn't it a nice day? And they would say, yes, uh, so what about that up? And you could say, you know, it's been really difficult with the current political scene. They'll say, yes, but what about that up? And you could say, you know what, my birthday's coming up, and say, yes, but da-da-da-da. It doesn't make a difference what you're talking about. It always comes to that. You almost need that in some ways when you're focusing on that which is in front of you. Because then it helps you forget other things. Choose something worthy of your attention and press towards it. And I propose to you, it's the goal that Christ has for us. That is what's worthy of our attention. Take hold of the work before you. And in the faithful performance of duty, you will forget yourself and not have time to muse and become gloomy and feel disagreeable and unhappy. Here's one. Talk about heaven. Beautiful heaven. Talk of that life which will continue as long as God shall live. And then you will forget your little trials and difficulties. Let the mind be attracted to God. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I forget that which is behind. I press towards what is before me, and that's the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. When that happens, good things happen. How do you forget algebra? Okay, so let me guess. Everyone in here, you're as good as in algebra as you were when you first started. Worse. Some of you say you're worse in algebra now than when you graduated from high school? You, you forgot something. How do you forget algebra? I mean, come on, algebra is just like common sense, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you said easy. Don't use it, you lose it. Absolutely. Um, how did, did you learn a foreign language in high school? Okay, great. Uh, someone want to speak to me in that language? <laughs> Thank you, Henry. I'm glad that you have not forgotten it. But for a lot of us, we've forgotten. I go on a mission trip, and out of sheer desperation, I learn Spanish, or at least about 50, 60 words, enough to say I'm hungry and you know the other necessities in life. But I've forgotten most of it, except hola. Como esta? Yeah, buenos dias. Yeah, some basic, but I've forgotten a lot. You know why I've forgotten so much? Because I'm not using it. Um, you know what? That would help you with the past. Stop using the past. Stop looking into the past. I, I know what I'm saying is not easy. But if you and I can let the past be past, who knows what will happen in our lives? So, there's a few things that God has promised will be forgotten. 
going to look at about six passages here, okay? We're just going to go on a little bit of Bible study in this last section here. Um, and I, I'm excited about this. It says uh, in Psalms chapter 34, verse 16. Psalms 34, 16 will be our first one, and then we'll go to Isaiah. So we'll be in, in the Old Testament just a little bit here. Psalms chapter, what was it? 34, verse 16. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. They're not going to be remembered anymore. Those who are wicked, those who do evil, will get to a point where they're not remembered. That's good news. Do you sometimes think that the wicked are going to always win? It feels that way sometimes. But there's going to come a time when the wicked will be forgotten. Like your algebra. Gone. That's good news. There will come a time when the wicked will be forgotten. In fact, I propose in heaven, there will be only one thing that's remembered that's connected with sin, and that's the scars in the hands of Jesus Christ. Everything else is going to be gone, and we'll share a passage that talks about that when we get to it. The next thing. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 25. Isaiah 43 verse 25. Something else that will be forgotten. That's right. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Good news. Uh, there's a song that we sing, uh, my, my children and I, when we get together and play guitar, sing together. It's found in Psalms, oh boy, is it verse 34, chapter 34? Remember not the sins of my youth. God says, I'm not going to remember your iniquities. Uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Because if you're like me, the sins of my youth are things I'm not proud of. You know what, the sins of yesterday I'm not proud of either. I'm asking God, and he says, I will not remember. Um, notice what it says in verse 25 here, 43, 25. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. The sins that are blotted out will not be remembered. I ask him to blot out my sins. How about you? Let's look at our next verse. Now, the next two, uh, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 through 12, and Jeremiah 31, 34, are both talking about the same thing. Let's go to Jeremiah. Uh, and the reason I'm doing Jeremiah, because Jeremiah leads into another passage. Jeremiah chapter 31, and he's talking about something we typically talk about in the New Testament. It's called the New Covenant. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 34. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin shall I remember no more. He's talking about, if you read the context, those who have the law of God written on their hearts and minds. 
When God's law is written on your hearts and mind, he says, I will remember your sins no more. The new covenant experience is awesome, not just because of the future that's given, but the promise of forgetfulness in the past. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And then connected with it is found the next passage, Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 20. Jeremiah 50 and verse 20. Thank you for doing this little study together. This is, helps pull thoughts together. Do you realize this concept of not remembering sin is found in many places throughout the Bible? Let's look at verse 20 of chapter 50. In those days and in that time, says the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought, but there shall be none. The sins of Judah, but they shall not be found. For I will pardon those whom I preserve. Now, um, unfortunately, oh, sin. We've got this. Unfortunately, I, I, I can remember my past. Can you, can you do that? I'm not suggesting you start right now. Please don't. But I, I know there's times I can look at my past and I can remember stuff that, oh, Chuck, what were you thinking, right? I can remember. Um, but I like this. The reason God can't remember is it says they won't be found. What do you mean not found? Can't find them? There's a little small book, a minor prophet is what some people would call it, I don't know if they would like being called minor prophets if they were alive today. I'm sure they thought they were pretty major in their day. Micah chapter 7. Micah chapter 7. Here's a way to help you. If you're looking for where Micah is at, it's before Nahum. Yeah, that, that may not have helped you, okay. It's after uh, Jonah. That hasn't helped me either. But if you're going Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel... Amos, right? And then you realize I stopped. Obadiah. And then Jonah, Micah. Micah chapter 7 and verse 19. God says this. He will have compassion on us and he will subdue our iniquities. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. I like that picture. He's going to cast our sins where? In the depths of the sea. Okay illustration here um how many of you have ever thrown trash away and then five years later you said oh do you remember that piece of plastic i threw away five years ago oh i missed that how many remember doing that you don't remember do you remember your trash you don't remember your trash. When you throw the trash away, most of you probably say nothing. And if you did say something, you might say good riddance, right? But you aren't remembering your trash. Uh, trash is not something that we remember. Ooh, I remember the wrapping on that present. How it was all messed up, and I wish that I had it back. Oh, I remember that old smelly refuge that I threw away and I wish I had it back. We aren't like that, are we? We don't remember our trash. 
Do you sometimes remember the sins that you've asked for forgiveness of five years ago? Why? Don't remember the trash, but you can remember your sin. You asked him, he threw it in the depths of the sea, and yet you're remembering it? If you ask him for forgiveness, let it rest and press forward. If someone has hurt you in your past, it's trash. Let it go and move forward. Don't bring it back out. No dumpster diving in Christianity. Yes? Or as Corey Ten Boom would say concerning this verse, no deep sea fishing. No deep sea fishing. You want to forget it? Throw it away. Do you want to hold on to it? Throw it away. How about this one? Throw it away. Don't answer. Just throw it away. You may want to remember, but don't. Just throw it away. How about this one? Self? Throw it away? How about this one? Hurts? Way you've been treated? Throw it away? I saved the sin for last. How about this one? Yes? You want to forget it? To forget. We must press forward to things that are before. Am I right? Stop holding on. Speaking to myself, I'm speaking to you. See, here's the thing. What do you do? If you're like me, every Friday I get this job from my wife. What's it called? Take out the trash. We need to get rid of the trash. Forget those things which are behind. Press forward to what is before. You may have been a fool in your past. You accept Jesus Christ and you move forward. Maybe you've been hurt terribly in your past. Accept Jesus Christ and move forward. Forgetting those things which are behind. This is what God's asking for us. And Revelation chapter 21 is a powerful passage. I'd like to close with this one. You see, Satan wants you to remember. Did you know that? Satan says, if you can remember that you've fallen, you won't have strength to go forward. If you can remember that other people have hurt you, you won't have strength to go forward. And that makes Satan happy. So his goal in life is to keep you remembering certain things and forgetting others. That's the way Satan is. Now, Christ, he wants us to forget our lives without him but he wants us to remember him. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. 
There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. When there is no more death, when there is no more sorrow, when there is no more crying, when there is no more pain, and the former things are passed away, we can live life the way God meant us to live it. I propose to you, though, that forgetting doesn't have to take place only in the New Jerusalem. I propose that God is asking us today to remember to forget. Do you want to? Do you want to say, God, I want to learn how to forget? Yes? God, give me some kind of goal and prize to fight for. Amen? God, give me something that I can focus on instead of my past. Amen? God wants to do that for me. He wants to do that for you. He wants our church to continue moving forward from glory to glory in strength and in power because we're forgetting those things which are behind and we press forward to that which is before. My friends, remember to forget.